Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you this morning? So glad you're here at New Day Community Church, whether you're joining us in the room or on the live stream or catching us later. Glad you're at New Day. Would you stand with me? We're going to open with a word of prayer. There's a lot of wonderful things happening this morning. We'll talk about that. We'll get to that. Um, But let's just start by welcoming God, welcoming his presence here, and uh, posturing our hearts to give him worship, which just says, hey, you're God, and I recognize that, and I give you my worship. So let's pray into that end, and then we'll open with uh, some songs. Father God, we do, we come into your presence this morning thankful, with thankful hearts to give you thanksgiving, God. And Lord, life is fast. Life is busy. (laughs) Our roads are busy. Our weather is busy and erratic. Um, And we pack so much into our lives, so much into our day and our schedule. Um, There's so much going on in the world. But right now, God, we just pull back from all of that. We just sort of take it out of our brain and our emotions, our heart, and just set it to the side for this time to focus on you, to open our eyes to see a deeper reality than just the circumstances that come flying at us every day. Thank you, God, that you created this world, that your design is wonderful and perfect and amazing. Thank you, Jesus, that you came from heaven to earth to teach us, to model for us what life in your kingdom looks like. And Jesus, you sacrificed yourself on a cross so that our sins could be forgiven. And you didn't only die, but you rose again, demonstrating your power over sin and death once and for all. And so we recognize that this morning. And as we begin to recognize you for who you are, we worship you. You're good, you're God, you're real. And I pray we'd catch a glimpse of your glory as we worship you this morning, that we would encounter your goodness. And as we do, we just turn it all back to you in worship, saying we see your goodness and we worship you, God. We pray that you would be honored through this service and our songs of worship this morning and everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Just stay in that place of ministering to the, to the Lord. And I want to be like Mary, sitting at your feet, lavishing my love upon you. Oh, how I choose that one thing I give all for love, surrendering I want to be like Mary, sitting at your feet, lavishing my love upon you. Oh, how I choose that one thing I give all for love, surrendering everything for you. I want to be, I want to be like Mary. Sitting at your feet, 
is really modeled after something we talked about last week from the gospel according to Luke where a woman came and brought perfume and she wept and washed Jesus feet with her tears and she dried it with her hair and she put the perfume expensive perfume on his feet and um, she did it the Bible says she did that because he had forgiven her sins she was known to be a very sinful woman in the community and was ostracized because of it but Jesus had forgiven her sins. And when he did that for her, what welled up in her was precious, costly worship. She wanted to, she's like, wow, what love I've experienced. I want to give Jesus something. What can I give? Like, what can I give him? I'll wash his feet, you know, I'll bring this perfume. And so let's just lean into that this morning as a continuation from what was going on here at New Day last week and offer the Lord worship in song, in prayer. You can lift your hands, you can kneel or bow, whatever expression you have on your heart to give him, to thank him for the ways that he's forgiven your sins, the ways he's healed your life and made you whole. So Jesus, we do, we just offer you our worship. We recognize what you've done for us at the cross, what you've done for us as individuals. Some of us have served you for a very long time and we have testimony after testimony of your goodness and your love for us. And so we offer to you songs that worship you, that say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving my sins. I could never feel clean without you, but I do today feel clean because of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just to breathe. 
you really you kind of have to turn that around because that is a result of what we give him um and so if you're finding that you're leaving worship in the morning and you're like man i just didn't get anything out of that um maybe do a heart check because that's not the point um and i think we get caught up in like it needs to be some big orchestrated beautiful song um and it doesn't that's not it's it's supposed to be simple simple is good But simple doesn't mean easy. That's the other part of that. So it's simple. It's not always easy to set your own agenda aside and let Jesus work what he wants to work in your heart today. So... Today's a very special Sunday at New Day. We are baptizing two people this morning. Um, yes, you can clap for that, absolutely. <laughs> I'm very excited to do so. Um, if you want to have a seat for a second, go for it. I want to share with you a f- few words about baptism and what it means, and then we're going to do it. Um, what I'm struck by standing there is just... 
what the good news is. Gospel means good news. So when we talk about the gospel of Jesus, it's the good news of who he is and what he did and what his kingdom is like. And the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything was perfect. It was good. God says it's good. It was unspoiled by sin. But then us humans got involved (laughs) and chose... To become our own God is really what happened. The fruit in the Garden of Eden, if you're familiar with that story, is really about humans choosing to want to define good and bad on their own terms, which is what God had done up to that point. And so humans said, I want to be my own God. And there are a lot of consequences of that decision that we see and feel in our lives. Just turn on the news, right? And you can get the sense that something is not right in this world. You know, or your, your own life and your own circumstances can sometimes just, you go, man, why does such bad stuff happen? And really, the Bible says it's rooted in that decision, in each of our decisions, to become our own God. And it spoiled God's good creation and the good design he had planned for us. Um, the Bible also says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all in the same boat. Every single one of us has chosen to do it our own way, to become our own God, to sin. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So we earn death through our sin. But the gift of God, it says, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so we've all gotten in this boat where we've earned death for ourselves through sin, through becoming our own God. And God honors that decision if you want to be your own God and uh Ultimately, that ends in separation from him. There can't be two gods (laughs) when he fully establishes his kingdom. When Jesus returns and says, my kingdom's fully in place now, he's God of that one. And anyone who's chosen to be their own God doesn't get to be a part of it, which is a sad thing. But he honors that decision. But he offers the gift of eternal life through Jesus. Eternal citizenship in his good kingdom, where everything that our hearts cry out is wrong in this world, is set right. That's the offer. Julia is one of the people being baptized this morning. And uh, she said she was meditating on Romans. And and then it happened to be the one verse that I brought up as we were talking this morning. It says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Again, like Lacey said, simple, but not easy. Um, Timothy Keller says that we, we sort of, um, we don't honor the gospel enough in two ways. One, the glorious riches of confessing Jesus as Lord are amazing. I can't even describe it to you because I haven't even understood it fully yet, right? But I've caught glimpses of how good it is to be in his kingdom. It's amazing. It's not punching a ticket to heaven. Unfortunately, Christianity has become that in culture and sometimes even in the church. It's so much more than that. It's amazing. And the flip side is true, too. We often boil down or underestimate what it means to become a part of that kingdom. It actually means to count the cost and go, wow, Jesus said people who follow him are going to have hard things to suffer in this life. And the way is not easy, but actually hard and commit to follow him and make him Lord and King and God and not be God anymore. So it's a bigger ask than we put out there sometimes, but the reward is bigger than we put out there sometimes. It's important to understand that as we talk about baptism this morning. Baptism is something that we do, one, because Jesus did it, 
and we follow in his example. In Matthew 3, for example, he's uh, baptized by John the Baptist, and it says when he comes up out of the waters, the Holy Spirit descends upon him like a dove and rests on him. Jesus commanded us to do baptism in the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. This is after he rose from the dead. He says, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And then in the the early church, after Jesus ascends, And Peter and the boys and gals are gathered. The Holy Spirit comes to them and empowers them. And Peter preaches this awesome message. And people respond and say, Peter, what do we do? And he says to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says, it's the promise for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Baptism actually represents joining with Jesus in his death and resurrection. We're going to baptize a couple of people today by dunking them under the surface of the water. That represents being buried with Jesus Christ in his death. It represents their old creation person, dying. And when we bring them up out of the water, they're raised to the new creation life, just like Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And sin and death hold no power over him any longer. And the same is true for Bethany and Julia. Sin and death have no power over you anymore. Amen. Sin and death have no power over you. Yeah, let's clap for that. Wow. We can spend a whole lifetime learning that truth and leaning into it, living it out. It is very true. Paul talks about it in Romans 6. I won't read you the passage, but that's what he says. You're buried with Christ. You're raised to new life. These ladies have already done that. They've committed to follow Jesus with their whole heart. But today represents that in a very real way. The putting to death of old Julia, old Bethany, and the raising to life of new Bethany and new Julia. And the design that God has for each of them. Okay. That's what we're up to. Man, I'm overwhelmed with joy and just the depth of that meaning is washing over me and it's amazing. All right, Bethany, why don't you come first and join me here? It's Sophia, help me out. Thank you. It's okay, take your time. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I forgot to tell you guys this. Come on in and grab a seat. Sophia will help you in. But I'm just going to ask you if there's anything you want to share with your New Day family, your friends and family who have gathered with you this morning about your relationship with Jesus, and give you a chance to say so. It's okay if it does. If it overflows, then I filled it too, too full, and that's okay. The 
floor will dry. Um, my faith and journey has been one where I was baptized as a baby and kind of led a life that this isn't what's expected, but not really embracing what Christianity was and having a deeper found faith and relationship, my own relationship with God. And New Day has helped me discover that and embrace it and build with that and realize that you can go through the motions of going through church with your family, but unless you're practicing it yourself and um, really feeling that connection and hearing God's voice for yourself, then you're just going through the motions. And I have developed that that relationship and just want to keep honoring him and living in in God's way and path and you know trying to touch the lives that that I encounter for people that may not have their own relationship but to see his light in me and what I have to offer thank you that's okay we like making messes around here It'll dry later. (laughs) Don't sweat it. I just want to say that uh, I have seen Bethany becoming new creation Bethany over the last couple of years. And it's beautiful to see. Your marriage with Jay is wonderful and beautiful. I see the Lord at work in your lives, in the life of your family, your kids as well. It's beautiful to see the Lord's doing a good work in you. He will be faithful to complete it. Okay. Um, after we baptize Bethany, Julia will come and do the same. And then we're going to have them stay up here. And anyone who wants to come and pray for them, you can come and join us and do that. If you have an encouraging word, a rhema word to offer, you can do that. And we'll just let that linger for a bit, okay? So, questions for you. Are you ready? All right. Do you believe that Jesus is God? Yes. Do you believe that God raised him from the dead? Yes. And do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? Yes. And do you commit your life to make him Lord and follow him your whole life? You know it. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. All right. Well then, Bethany, based on your profession of faith this morning, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, Julia, come on in. I like that it splashes over. That's a sign, too. There is something in that, too. Overflowing, filled to overflowing with the Spirit. May the Holy Spirit fill you till you're bursting. My cup overflows, it says in Psalm 23. You guys are doing a great job. 
Julia, is there anything that you want to tell your friends and family here today about your relationship with the Lord and what he's done for you that brought you to the baptism, baptistry today? Well, <laughs> I've had a relationship with the Lord for many years, but... mind for many years and finally I'm I'm not deceived no more that's all that's wonderful thank you for sharing alright I have a few questions for you also you ready Right. Do you believe that Jesus is God? Yes. Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? Yes. And do you believe that God raised him from the dead? Yes. And do you make him your Lord and commit to follow him your whole life? Yes. Amen. That's awesome. Well, based on your confession of faith this morning, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. anyone wants to come and gather and pray for these two worship team you can play some music but come and gather give them a wet hug pray for them give them a prophetic word this morning ask the lord just like this tub overflows that his spirit would bubble up and overflow in them today thank you jesus Let the magic 
this morning has been amazing already. Um, it's a River Sunday here at New Day, which means we have a little different playbook than a normal Sunday morning. Um, I haven't prepared a sermon for this morning. Instead, what we've been doing is what we're, we're going to keep doing. <laughs> it's an extended time and space for songs of worship. We have, instead of the kids going to their normal classes, they're here with us, and we just welcome them to worship and play in the presence of God. We've got the ribbons. Those are available for adults, too. If you want to jump in, you are more than welcome to. Later on, we'll take communion together, but we're just going to keep singing, and you can engage with the Lord in so many different ways on a River Sunday. Um, one thing that's good to do um, is to ask God some questions this morning. You can say, hey, Lord, what would you like to say to me? Where are you in the room? What are you doing? Is there anything you want everyone to know? Um, if he tells you something, you can come let me know. There's a bunch of other things you can do. You can sit and pray. You can stand and worship. You can dance. You can kneel. You can use the altar spaces um, anywhere in the room. There's extra room in the back as well. You can journal or draw. Um, we'll take communion later. You can share scripture. You can read the scriptures. Um, you're free to move around the room. Take a bathroom break if you need to. If you do have something that you feel is for the whole family this morning, what you do is come and see me, or if I'm busy, Kathy's available here as well. As we MC this morning, we'll decide, you know, does that fit now? Do we want to save it? Sometimes we sort of gather up things as the Lord's speaking to multiple people and then bring them forward at a different time, or maybe we just don't bring it forward today, but come and share if you feel like you have something on your heart from the Lord for all of us. And then we just do that in humility you know, willing to share, willing to encourage and build up one another. So you're invited to participate in that way. And I just want to pray this prayer together as we kind of get rolling in a River Sunday where we flow with what the Lord is doing and saying together, all right? God, we do pray, as it says on the slide, come Holy Spirit, have your way. You have been already moving powerfully this morning. We're grateful for that. And we just join in with what you're doing. We join in the joy of new creation life with Bethany and Julia. We join in the joy of our new creation life too and our experience of your presence this morning. We come with joy and thanksgiving. Lord, help our hearts to be in a place to hear what you want to say, to be willing to share, to pray for a friend, to hug a friend, to be an encouragement to one another this morning and a blessing to our church. So God, as we go back into singing songs, we just open our ears to hear what you have to say. We open our eyes to see what you want to show us. We just choose to find a way that you're leading me to engage with you. Lead each of us as we engage with you this morning. And Lord, we just look expectantly and excitedly, like little children, just the joy of where is God going to take us together this morning? It's exciting. And uh, we love you. We love being in your presence. And we love being together as your family. Thank you for being here. Amen. Uh, the Lord is present in his sanctuary. Lord, I just thank you for coming. God, I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. 
that we can commune with you, that we can fellowship with you by your Holy Spirit. This next song that we're going to sing, it's a prayer. It's taken right from the Psalms. It's the word, it's the word of God, the Holy Spirit inspired word of God. And we're just going to declare it together in prayer. And uh, my prayer is that this song will be a tool that as you're praying, that um, as you're worshiping with your body and, and with your voice and um, with your heart and mind, um, that your spirit would take flight with the Holy Spirit, that um, you would just be able to soar on wings in the presence of God as we seek him, as we pray.
kind of feeling the same things we're coming up here together i feel like maybe there was someone in the room who watched bethany and julia get baptized and prayed over and hugged and in your heart you were like oh man i really want that too <laughs> and um if that's the case you can have it the water's still warm and if you need to be baptized you've not been baptized um come and see me and we can do that. If you are committing to follow Jesus, you can jump right in. You may not have brought dry clothes. You'll be wet, but that's okay. We've done this before. And um, yeah, I just feel like there are people we were singing about. My heart, or I'm thirsty, was in this last song somewhere. And I felt like, man, there are some, some people who are feeling thirsty and to come and drink. Kathy was feeling a similar thing, so I wanted her to share too. You know, um, actually, I just saw the movie Jesus Revolution. <laughs> and um, what was interesting about the movie is there was this whole generation who was searching for love. And the truth is that song, My Heart and My Soul Cry Out for You, that is the truth for every single person. You know, whether you realize what you're looking for or not, the truth is you're longing for the heart of God. He created you, and he wants to reconcile with you. Whether or not you choose to be baptized today, that's always available, but his presence is here right now, and he wants to reconcile you to himself. If you've been far away or didn't even realize that that was the longing of your heart, just feel a call right now to just to say yes to the Lord. And so... Can we just pray right now? Can you all close your eyes? And if that's you, all you have to do is say, Lord, I want to make you the Lord of my life. I want that longing in my heart to be fulfilled. And the only one that can fill it is Jesus. So, Father, I just pray right now for each one in this room that their heart is crying out for you that today they would know the joy of salvation. Today they would have that longing fulfilled. Yeah. Amen. And if you said that, please come up to one of us. We want to just pray with you some more. Actually, prayer team, why don't you hang out over here in worship by me and Kathy? Kathy and I and the prayer team will be in this area. If you want to respond, like if you just want prayer, 
You saw, like I said, you saw Bethany and Julia being prayed over, and you're like, I want that. Come on up and see any of us. We'll pray for you as, as the Sunday rolls on. We've still got a good 20 or whatever minutes. We'll pray for you. If you felt like, oh, I think today's my day to be baptized, come see me, and we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll go for it. Um, I'd love to do that. Um, so yeah, prayer team, just kind of join us over here. That'll be available as we continue on. You can engage with the Lord from your seats. We're gonna keep singing songs of, of worship and see where the Lord leads us. If you feel like he's put a scripture or a word on your heart, just like Kathy did, come and see me and, and maybe we'll share that as well, all right? to him who loved us, now to him who washed us in his blood, now to him who loved us, now to him who redeemed us to God, now to him.
Lord is good. He is speaking, he's moving, he's here, he's present. Um, this is Aiden, my good friend Aiden here. He was baptized a while ago and wants to tell you about his experience, and I'm so excited for him to share. Go for it, Aiden. So, so I was baptized like once originally, but there's one church service, I forget what it was. It could have been a River Sunday, I don't remember. But I had seen this group of guys, they were getting like baptized or rebaptized, and like I had felt like the burning feeling that like Bill was saying, like like I felt like I wanted to be rebaptized, like I just felt called to. And so like I told my mom and I was like, I kinda wanna be rebaptized, and she's like, Oh, well, you should go do it then. Like, follow like what you feel. And so, I went up and I was like, "Hey, Bill, could I get rebaptized?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, totally." And so, I like, I got up in there and like, I was so like overwhelmed with like the Holy Spirit that I just I couldn't talk. I just sat there and like, I cried. Like, I just sat there and cried. And. Like, after I got baptized, I just felt totally changed. It felt a lot better. Like, I'd wanted to be baptized because I was just, like, struggling with some bad habits. And, like, and, like after I got baptized, like, I just felt happier. I felt closer to God, and it just, like, it felt great. And, like, it was so powerful. And, like, I encourage anybody who just, like, wants to be baptized or even rebaptized. you know, like, God is powerful. He does that. Like, it's awesome. Thanks for sharing, Aiden. It was an incredible night. There were a bunch of young men who, you know, one person had been baptized during the service, and it was after service. Ministry was happening kind of like there is this morning, and one person was like, I want to do that too right now in my jeans <laughs> and went for it. And then another young man. And so we had all these young men go for it. And it was such a special night. And Aiden, thank you for sharing. I lost sight of where he went. Thank you for sharing. And yes, the joy of the Lord is his in a new way because of that. It's so amazing. Um, the Apostle Paul, in one of his letters, he, he actually wrote, he said, I implore you to be reconciled to God. I implore you. And I just I want to implore you this morning, church, if you need to be reconciled to God, if sin stands between you and God, come and see us. The prayer team's gathered and ready, and you can pray a prayer of confession, of repentance, and that doesn't have to stand in your way anymore. You can experience the joy of the Lord like Aiden, like the ladies who were baptized this morning. So I implore you, if anything stands in your way, whether it's a sin or a habit or uh, frustration or life circumstances just feel like they're keeping you from God, let us pray with you. I implore you, be reconciled to God this morning. He's available to you. He's close at hand. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's, let's do another song. Let's do another song. This is the moment, today is the day, where everything changes, cause you stay the same. This is the moment, today 
Today is the day where everything changes Cause you stay the same This is the moment Today is the day where everything changes Cause you stay the same This is the moment Today is the day where everything changes Cause you stay the same the moment today is the day where everything changes cause you stay the same this is the moment today is the day where everything changes cause you stay the same this is the moment today is the day where everything changes has a word from the Lord to share with you as well, and um, I'm excited for her to share it. So I live off this street, and I have to go to the street to go everywhere, and it's just, it's an insane amount of potholes, and it usually just really annoys me, I'm going to be honest, and I have to, when there's no oncoming traffic, I drive on the other side of the road to avoid these potholes, and I feel like it's it just God spoke to me this morning about it and how our life can be like that, how we have potholes in our heart and in our life. And sometimes we will try to just avoid those potholes and go on the other side of the road and just drive around and ignore them. Or 
before we try to take, go home and find dirt or rocks and go out there and just, you know, whatever our vices in, our, in life are, and we use that to try to fill in these potholes. But until spring, we might have to wait until spring or summer for the road crew to come down and put down a whole new road, right? Because if they just put the stuff in, these potholes are gonna come back probably deeper and bigger because it's not um, made new. It's just temporary fixes. So until spring or summer and that road crew comes and they put down a whole new road, we have to continue to deal with these potholes and avoiding and filling. But we don't have to wait for the potholes in our life. We can ask for Jesus to come in and fill that right now. And when he fills your potholes, you're going to be made new. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's perfect. Just, that's perfect. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah, we had a word last week or the week before that... Um, a different Kathy shared than the one who was up here earlier about coming out of a winter season spiritually and into the springtime and waking up. And so I feel like what Sheila's sharing this morning is another invitation to say, it's springtime. If you have potholes in your life, things that need to be healed and restored and made new, the Lord's calling to you. Come and see me. <laughs> and you, we can pray for you. The prayer team can pray for you. If part of that is baptism, we'll, we'll baptize you. Um, you can have a seat. Thank you for sharing. That was wonderful. So the invitation is out there again. Um, someone's responded, and we're going to do another baptism already. So... Yeah, it's not too late to join in. You are invited if you want to be baptized this morning. Here's my plan for how we're going to do this. Um, it's actually time to take communion as well. And so at New Day, you don't have to be a member of this church to take communion. Um, if you are following Jesus, if you're a Christian, you're welcome to take communion here this morning. Um, the way we do it is we read a statement of faith together called the Nicene Creed. So we'll do that in a minute. And then I'll dismiss you to uh, three tables in three corners of the room, every corner but this one, because the baptistry's there. And, uh, and then you'll grab bread and juice, return to your seat, and we'll, we'll eat it together and drink it together. Um, but today, we're going to put the baptism in with it, Julia, for you. So we're going to read the statement of faith. It's an opportunity for you to say how you are putting your faith in Jesus and for all of us to do that along with you. And then we'll have you jump in and take your communion right in the baptistry, which I think will be super fun. <laughs> communion is a time to remember the sacrifice of Jesus. So for Julia, she's committing her life to the Lord and being baptized. She's going to remember the body and blood of Jesus. And we're going to all do it along with her and give thanks for that. When Jesus instituted this, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to be super fun. So would you, if you're able, uh, would you stand and join me as we read this creed together, all as one? Like I said, this is from, I think it said 325 AD. It's a statement of what core Christianity believes. You know, there are a lot of churches that are a little different, but this is what we all believe about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, about the church. So um, let's read it all together as one. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, 
begotten of the Father before all worlds, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was born of the Virgin Mary and became human. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of the Father. He shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. We believe in one holy, universal, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. Okay, so... Ooh, that's good. <laughs> um, why don't you go ahead, grab your bread and juice, and return to your seats, and we'll get ready here with bread and juice and the baptistry as well, and then we'll take it all together. Do something instrumental. Okay, you've got your bread and juice. Wonderful. So does Julia here? This is Julia, which is Julia's daughter. <laughs> Mother and daughter baptism this morning, which is super cool. So Julia, just tell us what brought you to the baptistry this morning, why you feel called to be baptized. I just want a closer relationship with the Lord. Amen to that. Awesome. Okay, well, um, let me read you guys a scripture real quick. Thank you, Kathy. I've got bread and juice. Paul wrote about communion, and he said this, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. 
Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so we do this monthly at New Day. The first Sunday of every month is Communion Sunday to remember Jesus, like I said, and to proclaim that he died for our sins and that he rose again, that he is Lord and King and he will return. And so it's a perfect thing to do when affirming your relationship in Jesus and being baptized. And it's something we do every month. So we get to join with you in it. So let's just take the bread in our hand and let's give thanks for it. Jesus, we thank you for the bread which represents your body that was hung on a cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins and made whole in every way. We thank you for your body, Jesus. Let's eat the bread. Jesus, this cup of juice represents your blood that was spilled for us. You're not a far off God, but a God who came close, who became one of us, who sacrificed his body and his blood for us. And it says your blood is a new covenant, a new promise that we have in you. As we put our faith in you, your blood seals it, that we are a citizen of your kingdom that when you return and make everything right once and for all, we can be a citizen in that kingdom forever. We have eternal life as we put our faith and trust in you and follow you with our whole heart. We thank you for the blood. Let's drink the juice. Okay, Julia. <laughs> So do you believe that Jesus is God? Yes. And do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? Yes. And do you believe that he was resurrected from the dead and he's alive and well today? Yes. All right. And do you commit to follow him, to make him your Lord and follow him for your whole life? Yes, I do. Amen. All right. Have a seat. Is it still warm? Oh, good. <laughs> Julia, based on your confession of faith this morning, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. take a few minutes to surround her and pray for her, especially Julia and Bethany, if you're up for it. Pray for Julia. If you have an encouragement from the Lord to give her, go for it. We won't rush that. We're just going to spend time on that. It is a joy, a great joy to my heart and to this family to celebrate these baptisms and these new creation lives in Jesus. So the worship team's going to play. You can continue to engage with worship from your seat. You can come and pray. If you need to go, you can go and be dismissed. And anyone who wants to linger and stay, you're welcome to do so.
came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my debt to pay from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name on high you came you came from heaven to earth to show cross to the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name on high lord i lift your name on high lord i love to sing your praises i'm so glad you're in my life so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My death to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name. Lord, I lift came to save us Dick, and uh, he's got a word to share with you. Super cool. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so am I. Well, one, there was two different people that inspired me to do this. And the first one is uh, when she talked about uh, the Jesus Revolution. And, I mean, I was a part of it. If you want to see something weird, you ought to see a bald-headed hippie. <laughs> but at any rate, we were 
just overwhelmed with God and the truth of God and to know that the Bible was the truth. We would just go out and lay hands on people and, and they would get healed. And I mean, that was wonderful, but we weren't surprised. We hadn't learned that God didn't do that yet. But at any rate, during that time, we just wanted to see the kingdom of God come in. And this is part of my testimony that I never shared, but there was something in my spirit that, you know, like King David couldn't build the temple because he still had blood on his hands. And I kind of had that sense. We were saved and all of those things, but there's consequences to our lives. And then, so it's going to be the next generation. Is this real? Will it pass on to the, to the generations? And I'm just so blessed by all our children that were saved. So that's the second generation from that movement. And now when Aiden got up to share, that blessed my heart. And then to see my, my, nep my nephews, my grandkids. <laughs> and... And I really believe that this absolutely can be the generation that ushers in the kingdom of God on earth. And so I would like us to pray for this revival that's going on amongst the young people. I know those things are real and they last forever, that this could be. And I'm excited about Aiden and, and all of you guys to be ready to usher it in. And that's why also, when they were going through the, uh, into the desert, the one generation passed away. They couldn't go in. It was all the young people that went in from 20 years and, and under that were in the wilderness. Caleb got to go in. I named my son Caleb. I, pl <laughs> I plan on going into... <laughs> Man, thank you. Here's what I want to do with that. I want to invite you, if you're under 25-ish, if you're close to that and you want to get in, just line up right here, under 25-ish. Come on forward. We're going to pray for you. Don't worry, it's not scary. I won't make you do anything. Right here, under 25-ish. Come on up here. And... Uh, why don't you face these guys so they can see you? Oh, boy. <laughs> I got to stand behind some that are not as tall as Aiden and Micah. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, church. We're going to honor the word that Dick spoke. We're going to honor this young generation coming up. Marilee and I, you know, even before, <laughs> even before we became the lead pastors of this church, it's been on our heart. Um, and she's, she's not feeling well, so she's not able to be here today. But um, I can speak for the two of us. It's been on our heart to, to welcome the next generation into the church family. You guys are important to us. So important. Makes me cry just thinking about it. You are so important to us, you guys. And um, there's a couple of dynamics that, that happen 
we don't mean to us old people, but a couple of dynamics happen, and we just want to get rid of those this morning. One is that the whole sense of like, Paul told Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Because Timothy was young, but he had ministry to offer the church. And so we're going to break off any sense of the older generations looking down on you. You don't need that junk. (laughs) And we don't want that standing in the way of your ministry to this church body and the kingdom of God and the world. Um, And the other thing is, there's a good chunk of you guys who grew up here. You know, this was your church as a little kid. And some of us old people remember that. But you're not that anymore. You're an adult. You're a man or a woman, some of you, you know, some of you are teens, you're, you're on your way there. <laughs> but there's some of you that, you know, you need to realize we value you as an adult here. You're your own person now. And we honor that and respect that. Okay. So I want to pray for you. I want to invite others to come in a minute to join in doing that. But first, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry young people so sorry you know even a little older than this older generations have said things about you that are not true and i'm so sorry you know sometimes they say you're lazy or aimless or you know uh not hard working that's kind of the same as lazy (laughs) they say things about you there's a whole bunch of labels And I just say, I'm so sorry that people my age and older than you have said those things to you. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not the word of the Lord to you. He has a good word for you. He says, you have something amazing to offer. And like my father-in-law Dick said, you're coming up with clean hands and a pure heart. You can build a temple for the Lord in this generation. You can usher in his kingdom in a way that we haven't. Lord, bless that. May that be the case. And so, um, really sorry for those labels. And so, let's just, let's pray. Older folks, if you want to come, why don't you guys all step forward this way a little bit. So, older people can come behind you. That's a symbol and significant. And pray for you to be released. Older people, that's the prayer we're going to pray, all right? A prayer of releasing the gifts the talents, the Holy Spirit in them, to be them, and to welcome it into this family and into the world. And uh, I think people might have words to share on the microphone into that. So I'm going to kick it off. If you older folks are praying and you want uh, to pray out on the mic, just wave at me. Father God, thank you for this young generation here at New Day. They are amazing. And you're doing an amazing work in them. And so, God, we get out of the way as the older ones. We say we're sorry for the ways that they've been held back by older generation, even if it's not been us. And we say, God, release, release your spirit in this generation. We honor them for their purity before you, for their hunger for you. And young people, I know when I say you're pure and you have clean hands and a pure heart, you're thinking of the ways that that that's not true, but it is true in Christ. It is true in Christ. So embrace it. You're clean. You're pure. You're holy in him. He washes you clean. The shame, the guilt, 
the labels, the anxiety, the depression, the addictions that have tried to grab onto you, and maybe they've gotten a hold of you for a while. Those are not your master. You're under the Lord Jesus Christ, and his banner over you is love, peace, joy. You're empowered through him. You're fiery through him. You have a word to share with us because of him. And so we release that in Jesus' name. Um, Bill is definitely right. Um, I've had most of you in nursery. <laughs> um, when Tim and I couldn't have kids, Sarah Gerber thought it would be great that we took over nursery. <laughs> and it gave me such a um, knowledge of, like, just what it is to be a kid again. And um, then this morning, and I see Catherine has the purple shawl around her, and I'm like, she's wrapped in royalty. And this is just so perfect that Bill had you guys all come up here because I just, I love this generation and this church, and it has been part of my heart for at least the last 15 years. And so I just want to pray royalty over all of you. Know that you are his child, even if you're 45 um, or you're six. And just walk in that, knowing that you are his. And I just pray that... <sighs> The baptisms will come. I remember when Aiden was baptized the first time, I sobbed like a baby. <laughs> and I'm really sad I missed the second one. <laughs> and I can't wait for my baby girl to get baptized. Oh and that will be a decision that she makes with her God because she is royalty. <laughs> So I just want to remind all of you guys that you are necessary and you're needed. That all of those things that you consider flaws or disappointments or imperfections, you're just going to grow right through those. And God loves you so much that he is going to answer your prayers at the right time and in the right way. So just hang in there. He sees you, every single one of you, and every unique gift that you have. And we just thank you as a church body. We thank you for all of your wondrous gifts. And we look forward to seeing even more of that. Um, I love this generation a lot. And I agree that this generation, you are called to do something in the kingdom of God that um, is necessary and, and it needs to happen. And, and I've 
been reading about Gen Z, and I found out some people think that you have an especially strong hunger for truth, and I've seen that. So I just want to pray, Jesus, that you would reveal yourself as the truth right now to them, Lord, that you would come, and that as they open the Bible, I just pray a special hunger for Scripture, and Holy Spirit, that you would be so active, and that they would start to see you active in their life when they read Scripture, and they would understand it. Um, for what the truth that it is, Lord Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth. And I pray that that would be open today, Lord, that any um, lies or deceptions that have come in um, would fall off, Lord, and that you would see their thoughts and you would see their doubts and that you would answer them with your <laughs> the strength of your love and the strength of your truth. Lord, we just release that in the name of Jesus, that there would be an understanding of the truth of the reality of who God is. One of my favorite verses is don't concern yourself with the realities uh, with what's going on on earth, but concern yourself with the realities of heaven. And so Lord, we release an understanding for the realities of heaven that brings that truth into the earth. Lord, we ask that you would bring that freedom through this generation. And they also, your, your generation has been called the open generation. And so, Lord, I just pray that that openness would lead to a freedom in their lives, that they um, would be filled with your peace and your truth, and that that openness would be, lead to them being filled with you, because there's so many things that could come in and try to fill in that open heart. So, Lord, we just release you, Holy Spirit, especially over the youth in this room right now, that they are guarded and they are marked by you, and you love them, and you will not stop pursuing them. I saw something interesting the other day. I saw someone wearing a shirt that said, God did not call us to act like adults or to be adults. He says for us to have the heart of a child. God loves the little children. And I mean, we all know Jesus loves me. This I know. But there, that's something maybe you sing to your kids, but there's no reason to grow out of that. That something to always remember even from when you were a child all the way into adulthood god loves the little children and he loves you as well and we are called to have the joy and the faith of a little child good word good word thank you that's so good okay kathy has a word right along those lines and then we're about to flip this so brace yourself (laughs) Yeah, so Matthew 18 this morning has been burning in my heart. And it, uh, Jesus said, uh, and as at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a little child to him, and he placed the child among them, and he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And he goes on and says, Anyone who causes a little child to stumble, woe to them and we do not want to cause you to stumble we want to be more like you and i just heard the lord say that you will lead us your generation will lead us and i look forward to that amen amen okay so here's what we're gonna do um we're gonna have young people that were in the front turn around and face us old people and you're gonna pray for us in just a second. You know what? I, I want to give you an example. I'm really blessed to have 
My parents and Marilee's parents both attend this church, and they are a great example to all of us. They're willing to receive from their children, to be under their children as pastors. That can be a little awkward. For <laughs> yeah, but they've chosen to embrace it. And so there's an exchange that's happening where we honor you, Dick and Carol, and mom and dad, as our parents, we're committed to keep doing that. We're blessed by the fact that you would receive ministry from us. And it's a really good example for what we're about to do right here. This younger generation, you have something to offer and to minister to us. You can release something power of the Holy Spirit in us this morning. And we say, please do. And if you have a word to share, young people, over us, Wave at me, and I'll bring you the microphone. Okay. Yeah, one more word before we... As we're flipping, Brandy saw a picture of what's happening in the spirit. So she's going to share it, and then we'll, then we'll go. So I saw this, um, like, red button, like the easy button, like everybody wants in life, and it's like, oh, there's no easy button. But you know what? I just come to tell you right now, there is an easy button, and it's, it's got Jesus written all over it. And it's red because the blood of Jesus washed over all of us, and he sets us free. So even though you may fall and you may stumble, <clears throat> younger generation and older generation, because we're all children of God, and we're all going to fall short of the glory of God. And um, you know what? There's a button that we can push, and his name's Jesus, and it's written in our hearts. So we just call upon him and we say, Jesus, and he comes and he forgives us again and again and again. And he's always there and he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. And so I see that button now being pressed and passed on from the younger generation onto us to pour out the blessing for many, many generations from us and our children and our children's children. So like whenever you fall short and you're like, man, I just wish I had that easy button. You just call on his name and just say Jesus. And he comes near and heaven encounters you in your heart in your spirit, wherever you're at. So just call on Jesus, call on his name, push that red button. It's always there for your accessibility. So I just uh, pray for an engaging of that Holy Spirit uh, red button right now to be pressed and activated now as this younger generation prays for the older generation and for generations to come in Jesus name. I thank you, God. Amen. Yeah, I, I'll receive that word that this moment is a reset for the kingdom and for the New Day family, you're resetting something right now. We're starting fresh, where all that junk that we got rid of is gone, and there's a whole new way. Push the button for us, young people. All right, go, go for it. Go ahead and pray. Wave at me if you want to pray on the mic under 25-ish. Got one already. I'm coming. Ellie has something to pray. Go for it. Um, that, well, in my mind, it was just like, we all need to press a big red button. And then for a second, my mind was like, I didn't know you're supposed, suppo I thought you weren't supposed to press the big red button. <laughs> <laughs> but, this, but then it was like, this red, big red button is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
pretend I have a big red button on my back. I'm one of the old people. Whoa, thank you. I received the reset. Thank you, Ellie. Oh. Okay. Um, I just want to thank God that it's never too late to have a change of heart. Yeah. And just that even the younger generation and the older people's generation, that we would all just be a witness to people because they're never too far gone. So, yeah. Thank you, Aaliyah. You're never too far gone. Uh, pray, pray that word you just said now, okay? That those who feel they're too far gone would find out from the Lord that they're not and receive his love. God, I just pray for everyone lost, God, especially the older generations, and that they would feel your love and have a hunger for you, and that they would go after you and have a change of heart even even now, God, and that they would have a desire to come to church, and that in this community we would be able to show them what a good Christian life looks like. Amen. Good job. Um, I'm Sophia. I don't know if anybody can see me because I'm short, but <laughs> um, Bill kind of surprised me by asking to be the baptism assistant today. So it was cool because I got to sit in the like pre-service meeting with him and Julia and Bethany and Kathy. And during that meeting, I just saw this like the most vibrant and rich green color and then it kind of just evolved into this garden and I was like oh this is a word but I don't know for when and God is like it is for right now and it is for the older generation that like there is new life and there is garden and it's like there's times where the garden needs to be completely taken out and uprooted and like there's different phases you guys all know that but like I just saw this season of life coming and it's it's coming for you guys and um I was at the Webb's house not too long ago and we were talking about different worship songs that we have preference for and there was one I was like I don't get this one and they're like well you know like maybe people it's not easy for them to come to church all the time and I was like what I love coming to church (laughs) so like I just want to thank you guys for your faithfulness and I'm just going to pray that God bless this generation for their faithfulness of coming here God thank you for even in the times where they just feel like they don't have it in them I bless them for that thank you for um the time that they've spent here. Thank you for the things that they've given up to be here. And God, I ask that, um, yeah, that there be more blessing coming from that, that, um, that, (laughs) that they would just desire more deeply to come to church, that it would be a joy that, um, bringing their kids and rounding them up or their grandkids or their extended family would not feel like a chore. God, that they would um, have joy in that, that they would be excited, and that they would know that um, that new life is, it's not just coming, it's here, it's in the presence of Jesus, and it's here every day, in Jesus' name. So it's pretty well known that Gen Z is a generation that has opinions and it has a voice. <laughs> I think we all we all know about that, um, and it is so true that 
it is so important for us as Gen Z to rise up and claim our voice, to embrace that. But I want to say to you, generations who have gone before us, who have trailblazed for us, just because this generation is learning their voice and learning to use it does not mean that we do not need your voice. Your voice matters. Your wisdom matters. What you guys have is unique to you. And that is something that we long for. And that's, it's not saying like, oh, Gen Z, like you better shut up and just listen to them all the time. But no, it's, it's a process of, uh, it's like when a child becomes an adult, where now it goes from a parent-child to like a peer level or a mentor-mentee level, where we, we need to hear what you guys have to say. And um, God has not forgotten about you. He's not forgotten about your voice and what he wants to do with you. My mind goes to Simeon and Anna in the scriptures and like, who must have they thought, like, that sentence did not work. Who did they think they were? Like, they probably thought, no, oh, I'm just uh, another person just going throughout my life. But then they hear from God that he does not forget them. And he says, you guys are going to see my son. You guys are going to see me do a work before you, your time is up. I have not forgotten about you. And I want to say the same thing over all the generations that have gone before that God has not forgotten about you. He's not done with you. And there's still so much more to come. And so Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for the generations that have gone ahead of us who have blazed a trail through the wilderness that now we can start from where they've um, gotten to. What a blessing that is. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for their sacrifice. I thank you for their patience. I thank you for how much they have lifted us up and how much they prepared for us. And Lord, I ask that you would continue to be with them that you would continue to uh, be their companion in life and a, a, a one that is so tangible that there's no doubt that you are there. Even when seasons are strange and confusing, you are consistent and you are there. I thank you for the generations that have gone ahead of us, Lord. And I thank you for what you're going to do with the generations in unity. It's not a separation kind of thing. It's a family coming together. And Lord, you're going to do great things through that. And I thank you and I praise you for it. And Lord, we just say, let your will be done. Help us to partner with you. Help us to walk alongside you as all of us are your kids. Every single one of us is your children. And we can go on this beautiful, beautiful adventure with our Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, so recently one of the things that I've kind of been um, really focusing on in my own personal walk is um, a lot of prayer. And one thing that's kind of stood out to me with specifically the Lord's Prayer is um, the very first thing it asks of God in the Lord's Prayer is your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, and I've been seeing more and more the impact that that really has of truly just wishing the Lord's will on your life and accepting it. And I feel like that's something that I've really seen modeled by the, this older generation in my life, that they've, that they've just progressively more and more just kind of lived in a way of just trying to live in the will of the Lord versus um, living for themselves. And I just want to say that, that as someone who is younger, having that model has been an extreme blessing in my life and in my walk with God. Um, 
I don't know if I would be um, be where I'm at at this young of an age if I didn't have such a wonderful model for that. And I just want to encourage everyone to just continue in that because um, I feel like the more I've pressed into that, the more that that's made more of a change in my life than anything else I've ever done. Um, so God, I just, I just pray that your will would be done in the life of everyone here and that both generations, younger and older, would truly just seek to pursue you and your will in their life and that they would just be willing to sacrifice themselves and die to themselves in favor of just seeking your will. This is so cool. Oh my goodness. Uh, what did I have on my mind? There was... You guys are great. That was wonderful. I forgot what I had on my mind, but that's okay. Yeah, we can clap. This is sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. This is really important, too. A multi-generational family that seeks the Lord together, that's devoted to him, that seeks him with their heart, their whole heart together as one. Awesome. That's what we're going for here. Okay. I think we're going to wrap it up for this morning and and end the service this morning. There's a lot to be thankful for. So let's just offer a prayer of thanks as we do that. Heavenly Father, thank you for your work this morning. Jesus, we recognize what you did at the cross and your resurrection as an expression of the Father's love to us. Holy Spirit, we've done our best to be hospitable to you, to host your, you here, and to follow you as you flow in our gathering this morning. And that's our heart at all times, as individuals and as the New Day family to be in touch with you, God, to be devoted to you, to give you our whole heart and to create a space in this family for one another that encourages each person to chase after you with their whole heart. God, this is so significant this morning and we're so thankful for it and we're so excited and so full of joy for what you're gonna do in the weeks and months to come here and through each of us. May your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.